Welcome to Hispanic Marketing and Public Relations, HispanicMPR.com. This is Elena DelVal, and my guest is Redando Padua, who is Assistant Vice President of Hispanic Marketing at Coca-Cola North America. Today we will discuss effective marketing to Latinos. Reynaldo is responsible for leading the Hispanic marketing strategy and program execution for Coca-Cola North America. He joined the Coca-Cola company in his current capacity in January of 2008. Reynaldo started his marketing career at Procter Gamble in marketing research. He has more than 12 years of experience in multicultural marketing, general marketing strategy, product management, and market research in global consumer packaged goods and telecommunications. Prior to joining Coca-Cola, he was a managing consultant for Wendy's International, the Coca-Cola Company, and Conagra Foods at Zyman Group. Prior to joining the Zyman Group, he was a senior marketing manager with Bell South Corporation Internet Access Products. And before that, he was a category brand manager with Kraft Foods in Venezuela. Born and raised in Venezuela, Reynaldo earned an MBA degree from Duke University and bachelor's degrees in systems engineering and business administration from the Universidad Metropolitana, where he was a class valedictorian in 1994. He resides in Atlanta, Georgia. Reynaldo, welcome. Thank you very much, Elena. When we talk about marketing to Hispanics, it seems, I think, from the outside, like a very simple task just reach out in Spanish and you reach someone. But it's a little bit more complicated than that, right? It is. It's certainly more complicated than that because uh, we start with the notion of um, having to market to a segment within a total market. So that brings uh, challenges in terms, in terms of uh, communication, but also in terms of uh, having the right uh, product in the right place for these consumers. And uh, as you may know, uh, although it's a, it's a huge segment, it's actually the largest uh, ethnic segment uh, in the U.S., uh, the Hispanic market still needs uh, segmentation in terms of the, uh, using the right communication channels and also the right commercialization channels. So uh, when we're reaching uh, Hispanic consumers, we have to make sure that we are um, reaching them in an effective and efficient way. So people start usually with the, uh, you know, with the obvious channels like uh, uh, Univision, uh, which is a very targeted way to get to uh, Spanish-speaking Hispanics, uh, because you're basically, you know, using uh, the, the language as a, as a segment, segmenting element in the uh, in the marketing. But um, then when you get more sophisticated and you're trying to um, segment Hispanics. Um, either in the commercialization area and the right place, you, you see that you have a combination of different consumers going to the same place. So you really need to identify uh, more specifically what are those supermarkets, uh, those outlets where you need to have a specific uh, Hispanic-oriented um, marketing or the one that you need. You have more a combination of different segments, and you may need to have a different kind of message to appeal to all different consumers. So it is certainly a challenge uh, from the uh, standpoint of um, having the right uh, message and have, having the right product in the right place. It is also a challenge in terms of, uh, of um, uh, tracking your success in the market because uh, at the end of the day, you don't know in a supermarket uh, who is buying your product. Is that a Hispanic or an Anglo consumer or an African-American? 
So you have to, to uh, rely on uh, certainly more sophisticated but indirect ways to, uh, to um, track uh, the loyalty and the, uh, and the progress of your promotions and your efforts in the market. When you look at the big picture in terms of the U.S. Hispanic market, we're talking about a fairly large market segment of, even if by conservative standards, we're still looking at about 45 million people. And we know from research that the vast majority of that market is either bilingual or English dominant. How do you go about segmenting the market, and is there a particular segment of that market that you find to be most interested or most desirable? Well, um, one interesting thing when, when we look at uh, segmenting the market is that, I mean, we have the traditional segmentation that is a, is a consumer-based segmentation that basically allows you to uh, identify for one consumer what is the ideal product to satisfy the needs of that consumer. Um, now, what the, the approach that we use uh, in the total market but also in the Hispanic market is, is a consumer, it's an occasion-based segmentation. And the difference between location-based segmentation and consumer-based segmentation is mainly in two areas. The first one is that uh, the location-based segmentation allows you to um, clearly identify the needs uh, of the consumer through different parts of the day. So basically, uh, you, can, you can have, for one consumer, multiple products. So basically, you multiply the opportunity that you have for each consumer. And the other one is that uh, because you're going specifically to occasions, the occasions allows you to uh, better understand the needs of that specific uh, situation and then provide a product and a brand that better satisfies those specific needs. It's like a, yeah, the same consumer uh, has very different needs in the morning, uh, in mainly probably the breakfast occasion, compared to an afternoon or an evening occasion, like a meal uh, with family or uh, relaxing at home. So, so the occasion-based segmentation allows you to go to more directly to those, um, to those situations and better satisfy the consumers in those situations. Uh, now, in addition to that, we have a, a layer, an extra layer of complexity with the Hispanic consumer, which is, okay, what is the right uh, media, the right communication that I use to reach that consumer in order to better communicate those messages that will be meaningful to them? And um, the, the first thing that is important to understand is that uh, although the, um, the bicultural Hispanic and the Anglo, um, the more acculturated Hispanic still uh, growing faster than the less acculturated Hispanic, uh, when you look at certain occasions, for example, um, food at home, still the unacculturated Hispanic is the most important shopper for that occasion. And uh, just to give you an example, um, the Hispanic mom still uh, controls a lot of the, um, is, is the gatekeeper for a lot of the products consumed at home by the entire family. So uh, she becomes the, the, the person who decides a lot of the products that are consumed by the entire family at home, and she tends to be more unacculturated or more Spanish speaker. So even when you have under the same roof, under the same um, household, uh, for example, teenagers uh, being uh, more acculturated, being bicultural, it's still, the, it's still the mom is the one defining uh, those brands consumed at home. So uh, she's not a consumer or the largest uh, in terms of the uh, number of people 
she controlled a lot of the consumption for the entire family. Uh, so uh, that's why the notion of occasion becomes very important with segmentation. And in that specific occasion, she is the most important one. Are there specific products that Hispanics favor? And if so, is there a relationship between their level of acculturation or their language preference and those products? Um, well, really, um, Hispanics have a, a, a preference for, again, different products across different uh, parts of the day. Uh, there, are, there are certain brands that, uh, that have been part of their life for a longer time and part of their culture for a longer time, which uh, tends to have uh, higher indexes. And um, w- when people ask me many times about when did we start to do marketing to Hispanics in the U.S., I tell them, well, really our marketing to Hispanics starts in, uh, in Latin America or our colleagues over there do a great job uh, connecting and, and gaining the hearts and minds of consumers in Latin America. So uh, when, when uh, people come to this uh, great country, you really have a lot of the, uh, the trust and a lot of the, um, the communication done um, with the consumer. So basically we expand the relationship with the consumer in the U.S. Now, the, the question about uh, if there are specific um, uh, categories where Hispanic consumers may, uh, may have a higher index, this, uh, again, depends a lot on on looking at those occasions and looking at those different consumer segments. And, uh, for example, the, um, the unacculturated Hispanic, the, um, more specifically the blue-collar male uh, unacculturated Hispanic, has a tremendous over-index uh, in energy drinks and sport drinks. And the reason is that they really need that kind of energy and that kind of hydration for very functional reasons because of the work that they that they perform because of the, uh, of the daily life, they really need that, that kind of um, uh, you know, products and the kind of a benefit to, to perform every day. Uh, but, but you also see, again, depending on the occasion, uh, uh, sparkling products, especially uh, brand Coca-Cola, has a tremendous over-index among families with um, meals at home uh, because uh, basically that's, that's, that's the best uh, option for the entire family, and that's certainly a brand that uh, conveys a lot of that um, occasion of the family getting together around the optimism uh, that, you know, joins all the, uh, the uh, Hispanics um, as a family. So it, it has a strong identification with the occasion and, and also provides a great performance with that specific functional element uh, with food. I mean, Coca-Cola goes great with food and allows you to better digest, and et cetera. So it provides a combination of elements that, that makes it a great, further um, than a great category for that occasion. So if I understand correctly, there's a young male audience that has a particular interest and desire for high-energy drinks. And then on the other side of the equation is the overall family group, which is likely to consume some of the cola drinks. Would that be the Coca-Cola Classic? Exactly. I'll be Coca-Cola Classic. What is the breakdown, if you know it off the top of your head, Reynaldo, of consumption for those, those two particular products that we're just looking at right now? Um, they, they both... Um, 
uh, both the, the, the colas uh, and, and also the uh, energy drinks highly over-indexed in those two occasions with those segments. Uh, unfortunately, I cannot share specific numbers for, for those occasions, but uh, uh, sparkling drinks is definitely the, uh, the leader uh, in that occasion, in the uh, food and family occasion, and Coca-Cola is definitely the leader among sparkling drinks for that occasion. And uh, for for the uh, other occasion, which can be called um, men at work, and that could be described as a more uh, blue-collar males uh, performing uh, tasks in the afternoon, and it's, it's more a, a work occasion in the afternoon. Uh, certainly, any energy drinks has a strong over-index and have the strongest over-index compared to any other occasion throughout the day. When you look at your branding mm-hmm. and reaching out to these audiences. Are there significant differences? You talked about occasion and the mother doing the purchasing and making the buying decisions for the home. Are there specific ways in which you connect with these consumers? And if so, how do you go about finding the right message? And is that distinctive from the mainstream message? Yes. Um, here, uh, basically, what what we need to balance, or anyone doing marketing in Spanish needs to balance, is that uh, how specific you get to the consumer, but at the same time, how expensive it gets for you to to be that level of specificity with the uh, consumer. And uh, with the Hispanic consumer, we have a a total um, segment uh, message, which is it's, it's about optimism. And uh, if you um, if you watch um, Univision or some of the Spanish uh, TV uh, media, you will see an ad that have been uh, that have been running on TV uh, during 2008, and it's called uh, Sweat or uh, Sudor in Spanish. And it's basically the idea here is that we we celebrate the effort that we all put together, that extra effort that is led by optimism of people coming to this country. It's a celebration of, of a sudor or sweat as a way to uh, as a manifestation of that extra effort that we put in everything that we do, uh, but also as a, a recognition of uh, Coca-Cola, of the effort that we all you know put together in every day in our life. So it's a message more, it's a, it's a high-level message that goes across you know different genders, different age groups, but, but we all understand and we all connect with. Now, when we look at more specific segments, uh, we we try to connect more in a direct way with a passion point that we have identified in the sub-segments within the Hispanic market. So, for example, uh, with moms, we we know moms is, is a is a critical uh, chopper for for the so-called Hispanic household, and, but we also know that she lives a very uh, stressful life. And in addition to uh, the typical, you know, stress that you go as a as a, as a mom in, in any culture, not only the Hispanic uh, culture, you know, dealing with the uh, tough economic situation, dealing with uh, having to manage a budget for the entire family with all different, you know, requirements as a mom and, and sometimes also as a professional, you, you deal with the uh, challenge of being the, uh, the keeper of the culture, of the Hispanic culture at home. So, I, and I, I live this at my, at my home, I mean, with, with my family. I have a uh, four-year-old and a, a two-year-old. Uh, Samuel and Diego, 
And I noticed that they they come home and they are speaking English all the time. And my wife and I try to speak with them in Spanish and uh, and try to keep, you know, that element of the culture. And and many times my wife is the one that has the, the role in the family because she's more time with them. So is, is that uh, that stress of, you know, keeping the, the roots of the culture at home with your family that creates for her a really challenging life? So what we give our Hispanic moms is that we give a break. We give them a descanso. And, and that break is coming through the novelas. The novelas are an awesome property and a great uh, connection uh, point with our Hispanic moms. And it's basically for two reasons. One is that they have uh, excellent um, reach and are very relevant among the different Hispanic moms from different countries of origin. So if you're... For from Puerto Rico or from uh, Dominican Republic or from Mexico or South America, you will know what is novelas about, and you will be familiar with the with the concept of novelas. And, and the novelas are a little bit of a reflection of the life. Have this uh, this ingredient, this element of a uh, drama, but also at the end of the day, you have this happy ending that is very positive and, and very very aligned with the uh, equity of uh, Coca-Cola as a brand. Now, at the same time, uh, novelas has a tremendous uh, reach uh, in terms of um, of an, uh, an element, uh, a communication element to reach our consumers. And we have, for example, asked uh, our media agency to compare the reach that we get with uh, novelas compared to, uh, you know, what kind of a, a package of programs you will need in the general market uh, to get to the same reach that we have with novelas. And the analysis that we have done, it will require something like a American Idol, uh, Desperate Housewife, and Grace Anatomy all in the same package to get the same reach that we have with one of the good novellas. So this gives you a tremendous leverage with your consumer and, and creates a, a, an excellent, um, a very effective and efficient way to reach the Hispanic mom. Now, th- that's one of the, uh, the passion points that we reach with, with that target. Uh, with another target like uh, the uh, blue color male, uh, we we target them and we connect with them more uh, with uh, Mexican national team and with the uh, soccer as a property. And uh, it's the same uh, it's the same situation. You know, the blue color male is, is facing you know, and, and and right now with the economic situation going on by the end of 2008, it, it's more important. It, there is a lot of stress and a lot of challenge to get, you know, a job and to support financially, be able to support your your family um, financially. Uh, so, so basically, for them, uh, we give this this kind of um, um, entertainment uh, that happens uh, every week with the Mexican national team and with soccer, and we are there all all the time, um, sponsoring the team, sponsoring the event, and giving them that kind of relief during the week. So far, if I'm hearing correctly, Reynaldo, the emphasis largely for your outreach to the U.S. Hispanic market seems to be Spanish language driven and Spanish media driven. Is that right? Yeah, we um, we target the Hispanic market um, more directly or more distinctively with uh, this kind of activation. But we also have um, activations in the general market that go to the total market, but also are relevant to the uh, to the more acculturated Hispanics in the U.S. 
And, and, a, and a good example of that is that there is, there is another campaign um, that is right now in 2008 in, in the uh, general market uh, TV in the networks. And it's an execution that comes from, um, from uh, Latin America uh, that is called To the Table or Alameda. And this is an ad that, um, that basically describes or celebrates the situation where we all come to the table together uh, to, to share as family, as friends, as a group. And it's, some, it's, a, it's an ad that was actually, um, the creative was uh, generated in uh, Mexico and the ad was produced in Argentina. And it's an ad that, um, that was originally for the Hispanic market, but because of the, uh, of the insights reflected in that ad, we as a company decided to take it to a general market. So it's been running the general market. It's a great way for us to connect with the more culturally consumers um, that watch more um, English-based uh, um, uh, programming. But at the same time, uh, allows us to connect also with the total U.S. market because it's, a, it's, an, it's an insight that is relevant to any consumers that probably comes, uh, comes to life more um, strongly with the Hispanic consumer, but it's something, something that is relevant to the entire uh, U.S. population. Do you have any idea what percentage of your market is Hispanic, whether it's acculturated or unacculturated, of your overall North America market is Hispanic? Yeah, um, we estimate is, uh, again, this depends uh, on the category, the region, the occasion, that, that there is a lot, but uh, it, it's somewhat in the neighborhood of um, one-fourth and one-third of the total, total volume of the company. Between one-third and one-fourth of your total sales for North America? Exactly. How do you measure the impact of these efforts and these campaigns on the specific market segments? Are you using in-house measurement techniques and tools? Are you relying on third parties? What can you share with us about that? Well, uh, as I mentioned before, that's one of the greatest uh, challenges that anyone will have in this market to identify exactly how much of your sales are going to uh, to Hispanics in the U.S. Now we we use a, basically three different sources to uh, to understand and to track results in the market. Um, one of them is our, um, our our volume information, and basically we have specific uh, data that tell us how much we're selling to a specific uh, stores across the U.S. But then uh, within those stores, we uh, classify and understand. Uh, composition of uh, Hispanic around that area and around those stores, and we have specific feedback from our sales force to refine those, um, uh, you know, classification that you get from a sometimes high demographic level to understand more specifically and, and more uh, directly from the sales people which of those stores are really Hispanic or which ones are not really Hispanic. So with that, you get an idea of the volume that you are selling into those stores. Now, that doesn't give you the competitive uh, view of the business. I mean, you know how much you're selling, you, know, you don't know how, how much your competitors are selling in those stores. Uh, so um, the other uh, tool that we use to track results is directly uh, it's market research with consumers uh, that we track uh, directly, and uh, that's in very different forms. I mean, it's, it's a pre-post 
uh, test control kind of research where you can you can see exactly what is the impact of a certain marketing activity in, in a certain market. And it's also uh, periodic tracking that we do in the market to see how um, loyalty measurements like uh, you know, frequency or preferred brand are um, are moving uh, with our target consumers, and and then with that understand how we are how our activities and our communication are impacting their preferences of the different brands in the market. And the uh, and the third one is that uh, we use. Um, uh, data from Nielsen to understand in, uh, in certain channels uh, that they cover what is the performance that we have versus competitors in those channels. Are there particular media that you find most effective? I know that you mentioned Univision earlier. In addition to Univision, are there particular media outlets and media types meaning broadcast, print, online, et cetera, that you find are most effective in reaching those audience groups that we've been talking about, and, um, and if so, in what ways? Yeah, um, I will say that you know, different media has different uh, benefits, uh, pros and cons. It's more dependent on, on what is your specific objective with the media. Um, when we're talking about massive uh, communication, uh, TV is still highly effective and efficient with Hispanics uh, in the U.S. Um, when you're looking for more to have um, a, a more flexible media on the regional basis that maybe it doesn't have the same um, the same reach and you can achieve with TV, but it's still uh, very flexible. Radio is also it, it does a great job with. Uh, when you're trying to uh, customize promotions uh, in a specific regions where you're trying to promote events that are uh, based uh, locally, that's a, a great media. Um, the, the other one that is, is, is many times, you know, on the leverage is the, uh, is the media that happens at the point of sale. And, and our experience actually uh, coming from Latin America is that in many of the stores, one of the main differences between the, the trade in Latin America versus here in the U.S. is that in many countries in Latin America, 80% of the volume uh, is, uh, is sold through uh, what we call the moms and pops or the bodega types of stores. So those stores are, you know, they're not part of a chain. They, they, have, a, they have more flexibility about what you can do in those stores. They, Certainly, allow allow you to have a stronger presence, a stronger activation of the brand in the store. So, when you go, you know, imagine you are getting in one of those stores where you have outside the uh, the, the little bodega uh, Coca-Cola banner. Uh, you get inside and you have, you know, the napkin holder is the brand of Coca-Cola. The watch on the wall, uh, the cooler is is all Coke. Uh, so the whole experience is, is very. Is very strong, so you it allows you to create a lot of uh, brand love and create a lot a strong experience with the um, with the consumer in that moment that is probably the most important one of your interaction with the consumer. So to me, uh, that's a that's um, that's an element in that's a channel of communication um, that is many times overlooked by by marketers in this country. Would you say, Reynaldo, that a high percentage of your consumers are 
in the youth category because we know, of course, that the Latino market tends to skew very young. So would you say that, that that's a reflection of your consumer population as well among Hispanics? Um, yes. I, I mean, we, we all know that um, the Hispanics have uh, a stronger over-index. I mean, if Hispanics are around 15% of the total population, 155 is the latest uh, estimate uh, from the... Uh, from the U.S. Census Bureau, uh, that number is even higher among uh, teenagers. I think the number is around um, 25 percent of the total, uh, the total Jewish population in the U.S. Um, but still, the uh, again, when we look at the occasions and we look at who is the chopper for those occasions, still the adults are controlling a lot of the consumption at home. So even when, as an individual consumer, they don't have uh, the majority of the volume. When you look at how much volume they control as a chopper, then they become really important. Uh, so, so you have to look at, at, the, uh, at the market from those two different perspectives. I, I will say that still adults play a, a really important role. Young adults still uh, play a very important role in the Hispanic market. What are your thoughts on technology in terms of using it as a means of reaching that audience with online messages or viral marketing or mobile communications. Are you finding that these new platforms are effective? Videos, of course, um, have become such a pervasive part of the new media. Are you testing these out with Latino markets, and, um, and what are your thoughts? Yeah, we certainly uh, see the um, the uh, online media and viral uh, marketing developing quickly with this consumer. Uh, and uh, just to talk about you know specifically specifically some of them, um, online marketing is something that we have been using in our um, different promotions. Um, each time that we do the uh, novellas promotion, uh, we have um, we have a specific content in uh, our website for the U.S. Hispanic market called uh, Miss Premios Coca-Cola, where people can go and redeem different prices and, and get points by uh, consuming our products. And, uh, I mean, every year we see uh, this, this channel developing more and more and becoming a, a main element in our communication and connection with the consumer. Um, I, I think that, uh, that it's something that, that will keep growing and as as, um, as the, uh, the ratio of the more accelerated consumers keeps increasing uh, compared to the less accelerated consumer, uh, they are definitely more in line with the general market, the more accelerated consumer, the general market in consumption of online media that will become more and more important for the total Hispanic market. And uh, definitely we see the, the online media developing very strongly with the Hispanic market. Uh, the... Um, um, Mobile, the uh, the cell phone, as another really really important media with very high penetration among Hispanics across all different cultural levels is also a really important one. Would the campaigns you were talking early on when we first began the conversation about how many Latinos in the United States are familiar with the brand and have grown up with the brand from their home countries in Latin America? Are these mobile technologies, which we know in some parts of Latin America, mobile phones are pervasive, are they um, 
can they translate from those markets into the United States, or are you crafting completely new messages that relate to the immigrant experience and to the lifestyle in the United States? Yeah, we we actually we do both, um, and this is more related to how we. Um, I mean, we are a global brand that that certainly has a global equity and a global um, image with the consumer. And, and we certainly leverage that kind of communication that we, as I mentioned before, we produce either in, uh, in Mexico or any part of the world as long as it has the right insights. And as I mentioned before, the uh, a la mesa or to the table uh, is an example of that. But also it, it, it happens when we do World Cup where we really leverage a lot of the, uh, the global communication here in the U.S. with the Hispanic market. But at the same time, to us it's very important to have that um, – that local um, insight, that local flavor that adds more to the real um, element or the real um, equity of the brand with the consumer. Uh, so that's when we develop a specific, um, a specific campaigns and a specific uh, communication that connects more with that reality of the uh, Hispanic consumer in the U.S. And, and as I mentioned before, an example of that will be the uh, the sweat uh, campaign that was specifically developed for this market uh, for the for the Hispanic uh, consumer. Recent studies, specifically looking at children, tweens, and, and multicultural kids, indicate that those children are more diverse in the United States than ever before. Because mm-hmm. of course, some of those statistics that you were sharing earlier that one out of every four kids in the United States is Hispanic, and if we look at multicultural groups, that number is even higher, and that those children are playing an increasingly important role in the decision-making of their household, sometimes because they are the translators in terms of language and culture for some of their older relatives, and um, because sometimes they themselves have purchasing power. Is this an audience that you are addressing directly at all or that you are looking as a potential market segment? Um, yes. We, we um, to the uh, um, uh, 13 years plus uh, consumer, um, we have, we target them, it's more through the, uh, through the general market communication. And it's, uh, it's something, it's a general market communication that tends to be more, um, more multicultural, as, and as you said, um, the, the multicultural uh, consumer or teenager represents uh, a very strong um, element in the total uh, teenager population in the U.S. But our strategy with the, uh, with the uh, teenager and actually with the uh, multicultural teenager is more uh, communication that comes from the general market. As, as we will know, I mean, they... They many times are uh, bilingual, and they are bicultural because of the influence that they have at home. But when it comes to uh, uh, media consumption, the, the main uh, language of consumption for them will be English instead of Spanish. So um, our our communication to them uh, relies um, more on the general market communication and the the total his, the total teenager communication that we have with this consumer. Do you craft, do you develop a message that is 
palatable to the general market, but that resonates specifically with these multicultural kids? Um, or is it just a general market message that you feel is reaching them anyway? Yeah, it's uh, within the, um, the total general market um, communication. Uh, there are more specific activations into the, um, the younger uh, consumer that resonates with uh, the, with all the younger population uh, consumer, including the, uh, the Hispanic consumer. Reynaldo, what would you say are some of the wonderful opportunities that are available as our audience listens to the many years of wisdom that you have gleaned in the Hispanic market, and of course because of the large portion of the market that, that they are among your consumers, what would you say are the opportunities that are available to companies, to individuals who want to reach out to these consumers in the United States? Um, I will say uh, one of the, the most important opportunities is to um, to make sure that that we understand what is relevant in our products to these consumers, and it's the uh, is make sure that. Before we start uh, making changes in the formulas of the product and doing a specific innovation, it's usually a, a question that, that comes a lot, which is, I mean, do I need to change something in my formula to appeal to this consumer? Usually the, the best way to connect with the Hispanic is not to, to change the, the formula because that will add a lot of uh, uh, logistics uh, complexity to the, uh, to the company. And... Uh, and, and will um, will not make it sustainable in the long term, but it, it's more to understand what is that element of the product that allows you to satisfy specific needs from that consumer, and then tell consumers that message and communicate consumers that benefit. So, so it's, it's a little bit of that. Make sure that your product is relevant and that your message is relevant to that consumer before you start innovating in terms of the. Uh, of the product formula and and the um, and, and the product uh, packaging in general. Um, the other element that we see that is relevant is that we we have to make sure that we balance the promotional and the sustaining elements of the um, of the marketing to uh, Hispanic consumers. And uh, what's happening here is that traditionally companies have uh, focused on during three or four periods of the year, including Hispanic Heritage Month, uh, Mom's Day, uh, Cinco de Mayo, uh, companies do activation in the Hispanic market, and then during the rest of the year, they forget about the Hispanic consumer. So this experience is not is not the best one for the uh, for the Hispanic consumer because they go to the to the store and they during those three or four months find you know great communication. Uh, bilingual or Spanish communication, talking to them directly, and then during the rest of the year, they have something that is not really connecting with them. So it's really important that we we leverage uh, and we balance uh, uh, a sustaining communication versus a promotional communication. When you do also sustaining, uh, you do it because you're building the equity of the brand, and it's for the longer term. When you do promotion, it's more an immediate benefit. Uh, that the consumer is getting from that specific promotion or that period. So if you rely, rely too much on promotions to attract the consumer, then the consumer will not come to you unless you have a promotion. So it, it creates a, a very um, 
a, a very value-driven um, um, relationship with the consumer instead of a more emotional-driven uh, um, relationship with the consumer. And your um, advice, uh, especially to, uh, to uh, consumer packaged goods and global companies, that to make sure that you leverage uh, the the global communication with the local insights. So don't don't only you know assume that because you have a global brand that will be enough, and just by translating that communication to Spanish that will be enough to connect with the consumer, with the Hispanic consumer in the U.S. But you need to understand that uh, the insights and the reality of the Hispanic uh, consumer in the U.S. is different from Latin America. So they will want to have that reality reflected in the communication and that reality acknowledged uh, in our messages and strategies. And, and that's what we have been doing, and, and it's been, it's been uh, very successful with this uh, target consumer. Renando, would you expand on that geographic uh, discussion a little bit? Obviously, we know that there are Hispanics in certain pockets of the country or let me restate that, we know that there are certain parts of the country where there are larger groups of Hispanics. Do you see a similar pattern in terms of your customer base of Hispanics? Are they geographically driven? Um, certainly, the, um, um, there's, a, there's a natural concentration of uh, Hispanics in the west and the southwest of the U.S., and, and we also see the, um, the most sophisticated customers because of the needs of that market being located in, in those geographies and, and the ones that better understand, you know, that opportunity are usually also located in that region. But, but also when you look at the growth, uh, the, the fastest growing areas in the country are more in what we call the New South, which includes uh, Georgia, the Carolinas, Alabama, and uh, where, you know, maybe it's not a the critical mass is not as big as you have in other parts of the country, but it's a, it's a fast-growing and it's a source of growth for, for all those uh, customers in that area. So they're, they're quickly catching up and understanding the, uh, um, the best way to reach this consumer and to connect with these consumers in those regions. What would you say to the doubting Thomases, to those people, to those companies out there who still think that the Hispanic consumer is not worth pursuing and that the market does not require any special efforts or campaigns? Well, um, the first thing that I will tell them in terms of uh, getting an idea of the size of the, uh, of the market is just uh, take a look at the last uh, census report. And not only at that 15% of the total population, but uh, take a look at the uh, between 2000 and 2006, that was the latest uh, estimate from the census, how many of the uh, new additions to the U.S. population were Hispanics? And they will quickly find out that one in every two additions to the U.S. population was a Hispanic. So when you translate that number into the future and immediate growth of your categories, then you will quickly understand that to keep growing, and, and especially in these tough economic situations you, where you need to understand where is the best return on your money uh, in the market, you will have to address the Hispanic market. And you will have to, to identify what is the best way for your product to connect with that consumer. And um, it, it all comes uh, to, to the point of uh, marketing segmentation. I mean, we, 
we all understand that there are different uh, consumers with different needs in this market, and, and we must identify the best ways to uh, connect with this consumer. Among the Hispanic consumers, you, get, you have uh, a, a common cultural base that allows you to identify connection points with specific occasions, specific values on the family, uh, specific passion points around the sport that certainly give you a, a, a stronger um, way to go and connect with the consumer and, and certainly position your product in a more relevant way with this consumer. So I, I don't think the question is, is no longer about, you know, if we should or not, but the question is about the how we do it in the best way with this, um, with this consumer. For your colleagues who are in a position of arguing in favor of marketing dollars for research and for programs targeting this market that you've just said is worth pursuing, what kinds of suggestions would you share with them on how they can convince their managers and the senior executives in their companies that they need to allocate these funds and that this is a market that needs special attention and deserves it because there's a return at the end of the rainbow? Yeah, I, I, I would say that my one advice is to prioritize. And the reason is that at the beginning, especially the company is not fully um, engaged into the idea of targeting Hispanics, less is going to be more for you. So I would say start with one market and start with one segment within the Hispanic consumer. Design a solid uh, marketing campaign, understanding what what's your needs, um, understanding understanding what are the different channels where they buy, and, and then develop a campaign that would allow you to make the case for that market and then start expanding this uh, to other markets. Um, and that's the way that we did it. We started with five markets uh, in the total U.S., then we expanded that to uh, 19 markets, then we, uh, we expanded to 15 markets, and we're you know, pretty much covering most of the Hispanic, uh, uh, Hispanic uh, markets in the U.S. right now. Uh, and, and we did it by, by having that discipline. I mean, it's not, it's not uh, an, an enterprise of only one year. I mean, this is going to take a long term. But you need to start making the case and and providing a positive uh, ROI to your company from the first year. So the best way to do it is to start with small uh, units of the total market and, and make the case because you have you will have strong growth. You will have uh, consumers that uh, many times are underserved right now. So if you, you do things right and you identify those connection points and connect in a, in a relevant way with these consumers, you will get your numbers back. It's just a matter of uh, having to, some patience at the beginning, making the, the case in a very in a very quantitative way, in a very financially driven way, instead of uh, it's just, it just uh, a good thing for you. It, it's not a matter of a good, being a good citizen. It's a matter of, uh, of, uh, of uh, thinking about your shareholders, shareholders and providing the best value for their investment in your company. Are there any specific suggestions or tips that you would share with those folks in terms of how to segment, how to narrow your focus as you just recommended that they do so that they can clearly identify a primary market that they should pursue? Yeah, um, one advice is that um, 
take a look at where in the market um, among different segments your uh, your product is doing well, where you have a natural uh, advantage in the market, and it started start with that segment. I mean, people, uh, there, there are two different schools of thought when people think about the opportunities in the market. Some people say, well, I will... I will start with the segment where, where I have the largest gap in the uh, in the in the market, and other people will tell you, well, I will start with that segment and what I have the strongest performance, and I will build on a trend. I tend to think that it's better to understand to start with those segments where you have an trend and you have an advantage, and then keep you know building that because you will you already have elements that are working in your marketing mix with that segment. So it's more a matter of understanding um, what are those elements and, and making sure that you have been, you leverage the entire um, marketing mix element to, to maximize the opportunity. So you have the right product, but maybe what the opportunity is more on the, um, on the availability of the product uh, with that consumer. Then, I mean, the, the investment you will put in creating that availability is going to give you a much better return than if you have to uh, go to a segment where you don't have the right product, where you don't have the right availability, and it's going to take you much more investment and, uh, and time to get the right formula to connect with that consumer. If you look at the coming months with all of the experience that you have and the hindsight of your campaigns and your market segments, can you estimate what direction the Hispanic market specifically might be taking? Is Will this continue to be a strong growth market? We're seeing that the immigration numbers are dropping slightly. They're not as powerful as they had been in previous years. Where do you think the market is going? I think that in the very short term, um, the entire market is going to be affected. I think that uh, you know the experience that when when this uh, economic crisis hit the market, people will will tend will tend to consume less. And and you know for those of us that come uh, from Latin America, uh, you see this crisis happening pretty more often um, than in the U.S. You know that that you have to live with these kind of situations in the market, but. The, the one thing that that, that also um, this kind of situation brings as an opportunity uh, is that you have usually uh, companies investing less in media, so you have an opportunity to be uh, to compete with less messages in the market and to be able to uh, to get uh, more of a share of of, um, of the voice in the total market and be in in a in a time where uh, people. Um, have a lot of emotional um, elements in your life that, that people tend to remember a lot, you can be in the market out there with a relevant message that that will will give you an advantage uh, for the longer time that uh, that will allow you to uh, to position your product in a relevant way in that context and with less companies uh, uh, competing for the share of voice of the market uh, you, you can certainly make a difference and and maybe in the short term will not be a a greater volume, but in the long term it's going to be a greater market share of the total market. 
Thank you, Reynaldo, for joining us today from Atlanta, Georgia. Elena, thank you very much for the opportunity. And to our audience, thank you for listening to Reynaldo Padua, who is Assistant Vice President of Hispanic Marketing at Coca-Cola North America, who discussed effective marketing to Latinos, brought to you by Hispanic Marketing and Public Relations, HispanicMPR.com providing you essential information on America's largest minority. Please share your suggestions, questions, and ideas by leaving a comment on the HispanicMPR.com website. If you or someone you know would like to be on the show, you can email me directly at editor at HispanicMPR.com. That's editor at HispanicMPR.com. Expand your reach. Improve your bottom line by reaching America's largest minority effectively with information from the experts. Listen to presentations from national experts in downloadable audio presentations and extended interviews about Marketing to Multicultural Kids, presented by Michelle Valdovinos, who is Senior Vice President of Phoenix Multicultural. Hispanic Perspectives on Advertising, presented by Liria Barbosa, who is Research Director at CNR Research. The Changing Latino Landscape, presented by Cesar Malgoza, who is Managing Director of Latin Force Group. Best in Class Hispanic Strategies, presented by Carlos Santiago, who is President, and Doreen Allen, who is Managing Partner of Santiago Solutions Group. Segmentation by Level of Acculturation, presented by Miguel Gomez Weinbrenner, who is a Senior Consultant with Cheskin. To learn more about these and other presentations, visit our resources section at hispanicmpr.com slash resources slash hmpr hyphen products.